We are live. We are grateful and thankful for your presence this morning. We thank and praise God for those that are online that are listening. We appreciate your attention. We uh, solicit your prayers, and of course, we are giving you prayers uh, as well. Uh, we pray now that as the word bearer comes forth and we're here for word from heaven, let's uh, uh, listen attentively and see and hear what the Lord has to say. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen for his word. Amen. Good morning, church. Today we're going, our main text will be coming out of Luke, the 15th chapter, but we'll be going to it briefly here to Philippians 1.29, Philippians 1.29. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, here we stand before you, Father God, and we ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will bless us and keep us in your holy hand and in your holy way. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. The title of our message today will be Coming Clean. Coming Clean. The Bible talks about let us remove all filthiness from our flesh and from our spirit in the book of Corinthians. And therefore, we need to take note of this and we need to learn to fight a little harder. Would you all agree with that? We need to learn to fight a little harder. I know the difficult, the way is difficult, but sometimes through bad times we find our best times. The other day our power went out and we couldn't even get the cars out of the garage. Grandson had to come and get me and go over to their house and we had a little Bible study, had an interesting time, came back and watched a little uh movie called Spiders on um, on the little bitty phone that Brenda, Brenda had, and we, it was such a quality time. You know, it ain't always in the big things that uh, gives us the most enjoyment, but those small things count so much in life that we take for granted sometimes. Coming clean. We want to talk today about a situation where this man had two sons, he had an older son and a younger son. The younger son stayed with him. The, old, uh, the older son stayed with him. And the younger son decided, because of his impatience and his immaturity, like many of us, he wanted to experience his heritage and the world. Amen? Amen. And sometimes we can get things. Will somebody bring me some water, please? And sometimes we can get things that too quick, and it will cause us, because of our immature state, it will cause us to make a lot of mistakes along the way. However, God has a way of turning all things into the good, you know, that which was meant for bad. Uh, God turns it around, and he does wonders with it. We're talking about coming clean. In the book of Philippians, the first chapter, verses 29, the Bible reads something like this, paraphrasing, that it's not only given on behalf of us to believe in Christ Jesus, but to also suffer 
for his sake, Philippians 1.29. It talks about how we have to not only believe on him, which means to believe in him, but we have to also suffer for his sake. Now, along the way in the Bible, it's constantly talking about us having to suffer our way into the kingdom of God. And a lot of people, they're just not down with that, you know. And the Bible tells us that regardless of whatever state that we're in, in the book of 1 Thessalonians 5:18, uh, it tells us, therefore, to be thankful and give thanks to God because this is the will of God concerning you. It makes it personal there. So he tells us that it's not only given for us in Philippians that we have to believe in Christ, but we also have to suffer for his name's sake. See, he suffered for us, and we're going to have to suffer for his name's sake also. It's not a cakewalk. So here are these two sons, and let's go to the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, starting at verse 11 through 14. Let's go there. Luke, the 15th chapter, starting at the 11th verse. The word of the Lord says, and he said, he was talking to the people and the scribes that just been trying to find a way to delete everything that, and counteract everything that Jesus was talking about. But Jesus says here, and he said, a certain man had two sons. Next verse. Those sons represents builders. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, he wanted his portion of goods that falleth upon him. And he divided unto them his living. Next verse. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, he took a journey or took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Now let me just go ahead on and explain about these two sons. It's going to be a little different than y'all are used to hearing from the prodigal son. We're talking about coming clean. Coming clean. Now, there were these two sons, and the two sons, one of the sons, the older son, was the angels. Amen? Amen? And the younger son was man. Amen? Amen? And man went on a journey. And when he went on this journey, what happened was he took his portion, he was immature in this thing, and he wanted to move too fast. And when he decided to move as fast as he was moving, what happened was it caused him some problems. Like it causes all of us some problems when we move too fast. Amen? So what happens is, is that the Bible says here that the Father, which is God here, God gave to man his portion. And he placed him in the Garden of Eden, a place of safety. Amen? The Garden of Eden meaning the soul that's in the delight of God. He placed him there. And he gave him all his provisions. 
But because he gave man that free will, that son had the option. Once he received what he had received from God, his father, he had the option to make whatever decision that he wanted to make. Amen? But you got to understand that there is a cost for whatever decision that we make, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, there's always going to be a result from the decisions that we make in life. Amen? And I'm learning and trying my best to learn more how to suffer because of discipline rather than to suffer because of regret. Did you catch that? It's better to suffer for discipline. Suffer the pains of discipline instead of suffering the pains of regret. Amen? But even though it's better to suffer for righteousness' sake, it doesn't matter whether you suffer for righteousness' sake or whether you suffer from self-inflicted wounds. Suffering is still suffering, amen, to the one that's doing the suffering. And the last thing anybody want to hear is, well, you did it. Well, you know you did it, you know. But how many times have we all did something to cause suffering upon ourselves? It's called self-inflicted wounds, amen? Amen. But it still hurts, right? And could kill you, right? So here we are, the younger son, man, he was given his portion of living. And he divided it, verse 12, unto them his living. Well, John 10.10 says that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's all the thief wants is to put into the hands of an immature person his belongings. Amen? And when this happens, it won't be long before that thief comes and steals, kills, and destroys. And you'll find out that instead of suffering from the pains of discipline, you'll be suffering from the pain of regret. Can I get an amen? Now, in verses 13 of Luke 15, chapter 15, verse 13, it says, Not many days after the young son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. In other words, now he's done falling into sin now, okay? Man's falling into sin now. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living, right? Because sin makes us incontinent. Sin puts us in a position where we're not able to think clearly because sin floods our minds with all kinds of things that shouldn't be there and it causes common sense to be moved out of the way. And that's what's wrong with the world today. Common sense has left the earth. We don't have common sense anymore because now we're flooded with the world aspirations and the things of the world and they are destroying us and at a fast rate. Verse 14 says, and when he had spent all, look what happened. There arose a mighty famine, not just a famine, but a mighty famine mm-hmm. in that land. In what land? In that land of sin, in the world. Mm-hmm. And he began to be in want. Will somebody turn with me to Proverbs 6, verse 10 and 11? Remember now, he began to be in want. Turn with me to Proverbs 6. Six chapter verses 10 and verses 11. Say amen when you get there. 
Mm-hmm. Look at verse 11 here. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Mm-hmm. We'll just stop right there. Let's go to verse 10, though. It says, yet a little sleep. Uh-huh. And remember I told you, disciples are, we're notorious at sleeping. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. And this is what was happening now to this guy, this young man, mankind. This is what's happened now in Luke 15, verse 14. And when he had spent all, why? Because previous to that, in verse 13, he went into the land of sin, that far journey, that he took a journey into a far country, place where he didn't have no business, and he wasted his substance through how? Riotous living, which is a little sleep, a little slumber, or bring a man to poverty. He got off his A-game. And any time you get off your A-game, you begin to slip. Can I get a witness? So here, in verses 14, he goes on and he says that he joined himself. There came a, a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Well, I'll tell you, it won't be long before riotous living will put us in a place of want. I'm experienced at that, and I believe everybody else in here has probably experienced at it too. If you was honest, we're coming clean. Verse 15 said, and he went. Now look what happens. He went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field to feed swine. See, when we become in want, and we're already living in sin, and now that we're out there stranded, we join ourselves to things and people that we shouldn't join ourselves to. Because now we're desperate, right? We're in want. And when you're in want, that means you're hungry for something. And hunger is a great motivation. Hunger will make you move. And most of the time, it's not in the right direction. Amen? When you got a hunger for something. If it's not a hunger for God, anything else will probably put us in the wrong direction. Amen? So here he is, man, angel, the older brother, still up top, majority of them anyway. We're talking about the ones that stayed where they're supposed to stay, the first estate. But the man, once he had centered himself and placed himself in a disposition of want, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. In other words, he joined the people of the world. And what the world did was sent him into the fields of life that the world has to give. That's, that's what's happening here when, he's, when, he, when that citizen sent him into his fields. And notice what the world feeds him. Swine. How many of y'all know the world is a ghetto? 
from the White House to the promiscuous woman house to every other kind of house, even the church house. The world is a ghetto. That's all it is. And what happens is he goes out here and he feeds himself or he goes out and he's now been sent because of sin and because of want and because of need and because of despair and because of frustration. Now he's gone. And now he has to feed the swine, the things that are detestable to God. Amen? And verse 16 says, And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. Because ain't nobody going to give you nothing when you're out there without. Amen? Bible says, wouldn't nobody give him nothing. Says it right here. So here he is. He's fainting because he's hungry. He's left the best of God's world. He was in the Garden of Eden. His soul was in the delight of God. And any time we delight ourselves in the Lord, the Bible says he'll give us the desires of our heart. That's Bible, right? So what happens is, now he's fiending because he doesn't have. And he's down there with a bunch of maggots that don't care nothing about him and they're stepping on him, making him look bad so that they can look good. Amen? They're using him. And one thing I know about life experience is that the devil knows when we're out of place God knows too. And that's the dichotomy of it all because sometimes our mind gets flooded because of the situation that we're in and we're not able to see what we need to see. And we find ourselves making the wrong move. That's why the Bible says in the multitude of counsel dwells safety. If you don't understand something, if you don't know nothing, get yourself in some good counsel but it's got to be a trustworthy counsel because people talk too much. That's the problem with people. I don't care whether it's in the church. I don't care whether it's in the street. People don't know how to hold things close to their breast. Now, they won't tell on themselves, but they will on everybody else. And that's what they were doing there. They try to make themselves look good at the expense of somebody else that's down. That's what man does. That's what makes him feel good. And that's all you hear in the media. That's all you see on TV. is people putting other people down. And that's all you see in the world now. People putting people down. We're already suffering, all of us. Nobody that's breathing is free from suffering. If you're breathing, you're suffering. One way or the other, if you're breathing, you're suffering. And Lord knows I don't want to, after I'm breathing out of this life, I sure don't want to be breathing suffering in the next. Amen. So he joins himself in verse 15, Luke 15, verse 15. He joins himself to a citizen of that country. 
and they dogged him out. Sent him out into a life to feed swine. And while he was there, he was in such a bad situation, such a, such a want. In verse 16, you'll see where he started feeding for what the swines was eating. In other words, if we stay out there in that situation too long, we'll find ourselves eating the same diet that the pigs are eating. The Bible says that in 16, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave him nothing. <clears throat> and verse 17 said, and he came to himself. This is what I like right here. He came to himself. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. We're going to deal with We need to. The Bible says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants have my father have given bread enough and to spare? And I'm perishing with home. So here I am. The man gets a revelation. Take it off, son. The man gets a revelation. Amen. He comes to himself. He gets a, see, that's what suffering to do. See, if you suffer long enough, that's why I say be long suffering with others, but also with yourself. Don't pray for everybody else. Don't pray for yourself, my God. Don't do that. Have sense. You know, don't show love to everybody else. Don't show none to yourself. You know what I'm saying? How we like to beat ourselves up when we make a mistake and stuff, but we want to give everybody else love when they make mistakes. Don't forget yourself. You, you need it too. And God ain't going to be mad at you because you're showing some compassion and some love. God help us. So here he is. Here he is. He comes to himself. He gets a revelation of where he came from and where he belonged. And then he remembers I'm down here, and I'm eating this pig slaw. And the servants in my father's house is eating better than me. And ain't want for nothing, the servants. And here I am, a son. Amen? So something ain't right with my thinking. Something is wrong with my emotions. Something is wrong with my self-image. So I got to come clean and clean myself up from the filthiness of the flesh and the filthiness of the spirit, as Paul would say. Because we all got work to do, as Minister Tom preached uh, and often preaches on that very same thing this past Wednesday. We all got work to do. When the work stops, you dead. And then it begins again somewhere. It begins again somewhere. So here we are. And in verse 18, put verse 18 up there for me, please. Verse 18 says that I will arise. This is after he had a revelation. Now he's ready to, he's ready to raise his self-image and his awareness up. Now 
because now he has a revelation. He says, now, I didn't come to myself. Now I can see clearer, see, because <clears throat> I'm not down here anymore. I done went up another step, so I see a little bit more. Now I'm going to rise and I'm going to go all the way. And I'm going to really see what I need to see. The Bible says, and I will arise and go to my whose house? That's where we are in here this morning. We're in, we're in God's house, not only physically, but spiritually too. Ain't it a good place to be? Amen. See, I don't want us to come here today and just have church. I want us to come here today and just, just understand what God is saying. Okay. You know? Okay. See, I can't worry about those who walked away. I tell Brenda, Brenda, I can't worry about that. See, I got to take care of what's here. You see? Because Jesus said, you know the way. It ain't like they don't know the way. It's because they chose to not be a part of the way no more. And they're fooling themselves by telling themselves, see, see, most of them ain't even working now. And still ain't here. See, it's, it's, got, it's got to be in your heart to walk this thing all the way out. We made Christianity a part-time job. Instead of putting in 40, we don't even want to put in 10. At least alone an hour and a half on Sunday morning. After all God has done. Because I told you before, ain't nobody going to lose no houses, no car. Ain't nobody going to lose nothing. And God got it. And God got the, the government paying you. Got you where you don't even, and, and, and I ain't mad about it. Because it's time for you to get a break. I ain't mad about it. People talking about, well, you know, that ain't right. Yes, it is right. They've been taken from you. If you're making a thousand dollars unemployment, why let me rest a while? Why is I'm gonna go over here and get on a seven dollar job or a ten dollar job? That don't even make sense to me. And that's all you've been working for all your life. Ain't it time for you to have a break? You ain't got sense enough to have a break. But you don't say nothing about the trillions that they give to the businesses and they ripping them off. Now, it's all right for them. You, you understand how they got our minds messed up? That's that slave mentality. That's what that is. You don't feel right unless you go in there doing slavery work for low wages. You feel right doing that. I don't feel right sitting at home and drawing money. You don't. You ain't put in enough time yet. Ain't that crazy? I'll sit home as long as I can. You know, I ain't mad because gas is a, a dollar and what, 59 cent a, a gallon for, for, you know, we deserve that. Look at all them times when it was three and four. Look at all them times and them times it'd be back again. Huh? I know some people have died and some things have been hurt because of this virus that's out here, but some things have been helped too. At least you got a break. 
Some people will work you to death and kill you. Ride that train as long as you can ride it. Yeah, I said it. Ride that train. Don't be mad about that train because that's a train that's giving you a break. Because you don't know when the next break going to come. So don't be stupid. But don't walk away from God. Because he the one made the break. And now you're less dedicated to him now than you was then when you were working 50, 60 hours a week. That's a fool. I'd be breaking my neck to get to the house of the God, to God. Thanking him. Thanking him for my suffering. Because it's making me get closer to him. I'm learning how to be thankful in all things. I'm learning how to do that. I'm learning how to be full when I don't have and, 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 and hungry when I'm full, like Paul said. I'm, I, I'm learning that whatever state I'm in, there we're to be content. I'm learning that through suffering. Whether it's spiritual suffering, physical suffering, soulful suffering, emotional suffering, I got it all. But I also got the joy. See, it pushes that joy in you. It lets you know that it's all right to sit there and take a little, a little phone and look at a movie with your wife. Give you time to kiss on her, even though she's still trying to play hard to get after 20 years of marriage. You understand what I'm saying? I know the game. I'm one of them that invented the game. I know the game. You know, I don't worry about it. Because I know how to be long-suffering and patient. And I'm still going to come out on top. And she know it. She just, they never know we're going to come out on top. He just playing hard to get. Well, he know we're going to come out on top. He already done. He knows the end of it. Mm-hmm. He knows. Say, all right. <laughs> Verse 18. And I will arise, uh-huh, and I'm going to go to my father's house because I'm going to lift up mine eyes into the hills which cometh my help. Because my help cometh from the Lord. Amen? So I will arise, I'm going to go to my father's house, and I'm going to say to him, I'm going to confess, I'm going to repent that I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Amen? And verse 19 says, and no more worthy to be called thy son. This is, this is what sin will do to us. It'll have us where we think that we're not worthy to be called his son. So make me as one of thy hired servants. See, here he, he, he wants to demote himself. You ever messed up so bad that you don't feel that it's right for you to even pray to God? That you ain't even worthy, that God don't even want to hear you, that's a lie from the pits of hell. God say, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, I'm low, I'm with you even until the end of the age. I'm with you all the way. Just because you step away from me don't mean I'm going to step away from you. But if you step away from me too long, I got something for you and you ain't going to like it. 
says, arise. I'm going to go to my father's house. Uh-huh. Go back to where I belong. Go back to where I belong. I'm going to repent. And verse 19 says, and verse 20 says, and he arose. See, he just didn't talk about it. He acted on it. Yes. And when he arose, verse 20, mm-hmm, and came to his father, and when he was yet a great way off, now this is what I like, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran to him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. When he was yet a great way afar. That means when we walk away from God, God is there looking at us. No matter how far we get from him, he still got us in his sight. And he's longing for us. Wanting us to come back. Understand what's going on here? Now we got a revelation. The son got a revelation. Man has got a revelation that he need to get saved and get back. He needs to repent. Yes, he screwed up. But repent, come on home. Because God been looking for you. Did you hear me out there? All y'all that like staying home and know where you need to be, God's looking for you. God is looking for you. I'm going to send God at you. That's who I'm sending. And you might not like what God do to get you here. So it's better for a man to come on their own than to be forced to come. You see, see, it's better for a man to stop himself than somebody else to have to stop him. Amen? Mm-hmm. So here we are. Test me. Here we are, and verse 21 says, and the son, uh-huh, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. See, see, that's what the devil, that's the way the devil want us to feel. The man knew he had screwed up. We know when we screw up. And then the devil started talking to us like we're not worthy of the position that God has for us as his son. But God's position on us don't never change. He was there waiting on that young man the whole time. He's there waiting on us to come back to him. He sees how far we go, but his arm is not so short that he can't reach us. His ears are not so dull that he can't hear us when we cry out. He said, our sin has caused this to happen. But soon as that man had a revelation of himself and he rose to the occasion and started coming back toward God, God was able to see his turnaround, his repentance. And he was there waiting for him the whole time because he knew in a matter of time that the suffering was going to put him right in the place where he needed to be. Can I get a witness? Verse 22 says, 
And the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe. That's that spiritual robe we're talking about here. That spiritual garment, okay? Just didn't bring him anything. He brought him the best robe. Put that spiritual robe on him. Uh Uh-huh, that garment. And put it on him. And he put a ring on his hand because that ring is in representation of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Where he's married to us. Amen? We're talking about a marriage here. And he put that ring, that consummation, within the hand or the power of that man. And he put shoes on his feet because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Amen? Mm -hmm. See, not only it starts in our thinking, but it ends up in our feet. Did you hear that? I'm beginning more and more to understand that I've tried to walk it out. But it wasn't here like it's supposed to be. My granddaddy used to say it's all in the mind, son. Starts here. He had a revelation of himself. Before it could get down there. It had to be up here. Once it's up here, it take. I ain't going to tell you what Parliament used to say, but y'all know Parliament Funkadelic. Free your mind and your will follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George Clinton. And then he tells him in verse 23, he said, look here. I need for you to bring the fatty cat. I, I just don't need you to bring anything here. I need the fatty cat. That's that celestial heavenly knowledge that the church needs. That they're missing. See. They're missing that. All the church getting today is, y'all know, tell your neighbor, the organ, hitting on the drums, and then they go home. You're going to need more than that. It ain't worked so far for you. When you say amen to them little old posters where they Put on there about a big old thing of money and all you got to do is type amen and you're going to get it. You ain't got it yet. See, that's voodoo witchcraft. See, that's want something for nothing. You ain't serving God, but you hollering amen for that money. And you still ain't got there. And then the money that we have got, it still didn't save us. Did it? When your money ever saved you, I mean truly saved you. It's a fantasy. Once you get it, it ain't even what you thought it was going to be because it takes wings. And you running all around here half acres for a dollar bill and you still broke. Still behind the eight ball. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because you're already in the ditch when you're thinking like that. Already in the ditch. Hmm? He said, kill the fatty cat. 
talk about celestial knowledge here. And kill it. And let us eat and be merry. Mm-hmm. And this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. You know, one of the best things in the world is when people come together and serve the Lord. And one of the most joyfulest things in the world is when a sinner repents or gets saved, you know, and comes on back to the place. Put your pride out of the way. <laughs> put your little frustration, put your little madness at the preacher. Put all that old childish stuff aside. Let's leave that for Congress in the White House. Them toddlers. Let's leave that for the toddlers. Let us be mature. Let us grow up. And verse 25 says, Now his elder son was in the field. He's working the angelic field of life here, okay? And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Mm-hmm. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said, and he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, uh-huh, because he hath received him safe and sound. Now watch this. The older brother, angel, he was angry because wanted to know why was God the way he was. How do you feel about God the way you feel? What is man that thou mindful of him? He wanted to know what's going on here. You know, what's happening here? I said, well, that's your younger brother. That's your younger brother, my friend. But 28 says, and he was angry, and he wouldn't even go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. He begged him. Come in. Next verse. And he answered, said to his father, Lo, this is his father talking to the angry angel, the older brother. He said, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither trans, this is the angel talking to his father, the older brother, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gave me a kid that's that fatty calf, that I might make merry with my friends. Next verse. But as soon as this thy son was come, mm-hmm, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatty calf. In other words, you've given him the best of knowledge, you know. And he said unto him, Son, You've been there with me forever. He tells him that. That's what he's saying. And all that I have is thine. God is telling that to the angels. He's having to explain this to the older brother about us and why God 
feels the way he feels about us because we're his sons too. He said, now you've been with me the whole time and everything I got is yours. You've been, you, you never left the Garden of Eden up top. The one that's up top. You never left it. So you don't have no reason. There's no reason for you to be mad about the situation. Last verse. It was me that we should make merry and be glad. For this, thy brother, man, was dead. Because he was in sin, right? But he's been born again. He's alive again, right? He was lost. But Jesus found us. He came looking for his own. Amen? Through the blood that was shed. Through the life that was given. Through the grace. Through the love. Through the power. Through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. All of these things and so much more. The faith. The baptism. The whole thing. All of this is so important in our life. And living the life that God would have us to live. If one can put a thousand to flight and five, ten thousand, I think that's the way it goes. Then let's just continue, as Minister Vernon Adams would say, let's continue to take these few soldiers and roll with them. Amen? Amen. Give God some praise up in the house.